The Lever. Subscriber-supported journalism that holds power accountable. As a Lever Premium subscriber, you'll get to hear exclusive bonus content from this episode and others in your feed. To become a subscriber, go to levernews.com. Hello, this is Frank Capello from The Lever, an independent investigative news outlet. This mini episode you're listening to is part of our Lever News series, where we highlight some of The Lever's original reporting and speak with the journalists who wrote the story. Today, I am joined by The Lever's Andrew Perez. Andrew, how are you doing today? Doing good, Frank. How are you? Doing all right. Doing all right. Um, so you just wrote a story for The Lever along with uh, Aditi Ramaswamy and ProPublica's Andy Kroll, who you've been working with, uh, you know, in covering uh, Leonard Leo, which is uh, what this new story uh, that we published yesterday is about. So for our listeners who may not know, to catch you up to speed, Leonard Leo is best known for being the chair of the Federalist Society, which is the right-wing legal advocacy organization. He's also Donald Trump's top judicial advisor, uh, who is most responsible for handpicking uh, Trump's Supreme Court justices, Neil Gorsuch, Brett Kavanaugh, and Amy Coney Barrett. Leonard Leo also runs one of the largest dark money networks in the country and was the recipient of the largest single political advocacy donation in U.S. history, which was $1.6 billion. It's billion with a B. Um, and that is actually the story that you broke this past year, along with Andy Kroll and Justin Elliott from ProPublica. So, Andrew, you wrote this new story about Leo. What has he and his dark money network been up to? What we're looking at here is how um, Leo's Dark Money Network um, has been bankrolling organizations that are um, pr- uh, pushing these rather controversial uh, cases before the court this term. You know, we looked at how um, what his network did last year as well, um, helping kind of you know pave the pave the way for um, cases like the the Dobbs v. Jackson Women's Health Organization case that uh, overturned. Roe v. Wade and, and federal protections for abortion rights. Um, we looked at then now what 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 they're up to this term, um, you know, pushing pushing some of the most uh, radical conservative cases before the court uh, this current term that are that are being argued, um, you know, currently. All right, so let's zoom in on one of these cases, one of these Supreme Court cases, three hundred three Creative LLC versus Alenis. Um, This is the case of a Colorado-based website designer who refuses to make wedding websites for same-sex couples, arguing that it violates her right to free speech and religious liberty. So what has Leo's strategy been on this case to get the outcome that he and his other, you know, conservative cohorts want? Um, So, you know, this is a pretty radical case, right? Like the the, the web designer at the the heart of this case is is, uh, basically arguing it's her right to put on her website that she refuses to serve uh, gay customers um, and <laughs> as, as a web designer. And so what, what the you know argument here is that it violates like an artist's uh, expression of, of, of uh, speech. And her case right now is being backed by um, by six groups, that have been, that that have been funded by Leonard Leo's network um, over the past year. Um, you know, so some of these groups have received one of them, the Ethics and Public Policy Center, has received like nearly two million dollars from Leo's uh, network over the past uh, several years. And there 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 are a bunch more cases or a bunch more instances just like that. Um, additionally, the case is being supported by um, by 
a, a lot of Republican attorneys general who get um, support from Leo's network as well. His uh, his Concord Fund has been the kind of uh, biggest longtime uh, top donor to the Republican Attorneys General Association, which helps you know elect these state officials and also serves this as policy hub for them, including where they um, are are like sort of. Uh, writing these briefs together and and in compiling sign-ons to to these Supreme Court briefs. Got it. So basically, Leo's network is sort of like the top of the pyramid, and the money sort of trickles down to all of these uh, disparate, different organizations, which then effectively end up in the same place, which is trying to influence this Supreme Court decision. Is that is that basically what what you're outlining here? Yeah, that's right. And actually, you know, about a decade ago, um, there are some documents showing that um, that this group that Leo is actually using to fund all of these organizations, it's called the 85 Fund, formerly known as the Judicial Education Project. But that group had actually, you know, done very much sort of the same work that they're paying others to do now, where where um, someone, you know, a donor would give them like a few hundred thousand dollars and they would then, you know, prepare this brief to the Supreme Court on a on a you know controversial issue. And what are some of the other Supreme Court cases that Leo's network is currently targeting this session? So the the biggest kind of case that um, or at least the cases that that's getting the, the most coverage um, right now before the Supreme Court court is called uh, Moore v. Harper. And it's um, this case where the uh, this North Carolina legislator is attempting to enshrine this theory, uh, this conservative theory called the independent state legislature theory, which is this idea that um, state legislatures actually have kind of like supremacy in regulating federal elections, um, congressional elections, um, in, in that they actually, uh, that state courts and, and state constitutions don't really come into play here because state legislatures have, you know, unimpeded uh, full authority over federal elections. Um, it's a pretty radical theory. Um, it's, it's you know, being called like this case that could really like end democracy. Um, because, you know, so many of these states have have been gerrymandered, you know, into uh, these like kind of permanent Republican majorities um, where Republicans then would have um, all incentive to, to to control federal elections as tightly as possible and to make it, you know, virtually impossible for um, for Democrats to win a, a majority in, in that state, no matter how many, uh, no, no matter what actual percentage of the vote they carry statewide. Um, so it's it's a pretty, you know, it's it's definitely a damaging case. Um, and the funny thing about it is, you know, there's this there was this political story several months ago that um, the, the kind of whole theory at the center of the case is actually like a, is based on a complete, completely fraudulent document from like 200 years ago that's supposed to be for you know that like part of um the uh, discussion at the at the like actual uh among the framers when they were designing the constitution supposedly the document is completely fraudulent was was not <laughs> reflective of conversations happening at that time but that is what's being used to promote this theory so leo's network is now targeting this case to try to get the outcome that they want which is to yes give the state legislatures these republican led state legislatures pretty much unilateral control over federal elections and their results yeah yeah, that's that's right. His his network, the 85 fund is is this group that raised like, you know, more than 100 million dollars this year. It's it's what's being used to disperse a lot of this money. The 85 fund has a fictitious entity that called the Honest Elections Project 
it's gotten a little coverage. Um, they they've you know filed a brief in this case, as have uh, has has the Public Interest Legal Foundation, which is getting money from the eighty five fund. Um, and then there's you know thirteen Republican attorneys general who are involved or who are pushing this case as well. And so the final part of your story is how money from Leo's dark money network is changing hands from nonprofit organizations to for profit organizations. Can you go in a little detail about that? Yeah, yeah. So um, this network, you know, just in the last like year or so, has has paid thirty million dollars roughly to. Um, this firm CRC advisors that uh, Leonard Leo is is uh, a chairman at. So you know he's he's part of this organization's board um, at CRC Advisors, and it's collecting just really big chunks of cash. This is not a new thing, but the the money's actually just seems to be increasing. You know the the thing is it's um, <laughs> the funny thing is it, it's it's largely understood that that Leo directs uh, you know this this giant dark money network. He's not exactly hiding it. Um, it, it all. Um, but, you know, he he doesn't serve on the, the Dark Money Network's board of directors, right? Like this, this is where he's like kind of influencing it as, as an advisor. And it means that he gets to um, collect like a lot of money um, <laughs> while also raising the money coming into these organizations. So he's on one hand using this money to influence uh, these cases to get the outcomes in he wants. And on the other hand, he's also personally profiting from the use of this dark money network. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's definitely become very wealthy over the last decade. Um, you know, like, obviously working for a group like the Federalist Society is already a pretty lucrative gig. Um, but uh, this this is where, like, in politics, the kind of real money is at is these, uh, these, you know, really kind of unaccountable dark money groups that are run by a really small network of people. Um, yeah, you know, you look up, um, you look up people in this network, and like, they all have like top to bottom, they all have, uh, you know, new million dollar homes. What a shocker. What an absolute shocker. Well, if you'd like to read uh, the full story, the link to it is available in the show notes of this uh, episode that you're listening to in your podcast player. Andrew, thank you so much for joining me and really great work uh, on, on this story. Thanks so much. All right, that's it for this mini episode. If you would like to support The Lever's independent journalism, you can go to levernews.com and subscribe to our free newsletter. You can also share this podcast episode with friends or family that you think would appreciate uh, reading or hearing about a story like this. And if you really want to support our work, you can go to levernews.com slash subscribe to become a paid supporter. This gives you access to all of the Lever's premium editorial and podcast content, and you will be directly supporting independent journalism. And that is all for the low price of just $8 a month, which is about half the price of a standard Netflix account. Thank you so much for listening and keep rocking the boat.